Hi everyone, this is Klaatu. You may or may not know me from Hacker Public Radio, and it turns out we're throwing a party on New Year's Eve, and everyone's invited. Whether you've listened to Hacker Public Radio or not, whether you've contributed or not, you should stop in on the Mumble server, mumble.openspeak.cc, port 64747. You can use any username you want. Drop in, say hi eavesdrop, whatever you want to do. It'll be a lot of fun, and it's going for 24 hours. That's right, UTC minus 12. The whole UTC day will be broadcasting all day, all night, and we want you to join us. Welcome to Linux in a Shell, episode 20. P-Grep and P-Kill. My name is Dan Washko. I will be your host today, and I'd like to start by thanking Hacker Public Radio for supporting this show by hosting the website along with the audio files. So uh, I strongly suggest you head over to HackerPublicRadio.org to check out the other wonderful shows and consider contributing your time to producing your own show on a topic that you love. So let's get into the commands for today. Today we're talking about pgrep and pkill. Now they kind of go hand in hand, although uh, you, you probably would use one or the other, not both combined in most cases. What we're going to start with is pgrep, and what that stands for is process grep. It's a great utility to be able to find the process ID for processes running, uh, and you could just... Um, name the process that you're interested in, and it returns the process IDs. So it's like a grep command for processes. Instead of having to go uh, to ps or top, you could just use pgrep and type the process uh, name that you want to, for instance, xterm, and it will return a PID. So by default, you just type pgrep space xterm, and it returns the process ID. Maybe it's uh, 5,000... 36 or something like that. That will give you back the process ID uh, by its default. Simple, purely simple. Um, now you can control the way that the display is for pgrep by passing a couple of different switches. Now the process ID might be all that you're looking for, but if you want to be sure, you know, you know, if you do a pgrep command, you want to be sure what the the process name is it's being returned so you're you're getting the correct process id you just do the dash l or dash dash list dash name that's list dash name and what that does is it it lists the process id along with the process name so if you did um pgrep dash l x term it would list the process id 5036 and then it would also list x term right after that now that just lists the process name. If you want the full process command line, you use dash A or dash dash list dash fool. And that would list something like whatever the full command line is that executed that command. Now, if you just executed X term by itself, it would probably just list X term as the full process name. But if you ex execute X term as slash user slash bin slash X term, then it would list the full path, whereas just dash L would only list X term. Now, when you, when you, X term, most commands you probably look at this for, uh, may only return one process ID. But if you would do, say you had the Chromium browser running, and you did 
pgrep chromium, it will return a bunch of process IDs. And if you did dash L, it would return uh, the full command line list. Like right now, I have chromium running. And if I did pgrep x term with the dash L, uh, or pgrep, sorry, chromium with the dash L, it returns a goodly amount of processes. Well, that, that, that's a good point to jump in and, and talk about another switch, and that's dash C or dash dash count. Um, so if I do dash C, instead of returning the process IDs, it returns a count of the total number of process IDs that would be returned. In this case, for pgrep dash C chromium, it returns 19 processes. Uh, now, if I did dash L, all I get back from all those processes are the first, uh, I think it is 15 let characters. So I see a number of chromium processes, but one of those is chromium-sandbo, which is actually chromium-sandbox. Now if I do the dash A, I get a significantly different response for chromium. I get in a lot of cases, um, slash user, slash lib, slash chromium, slash chromium. And then I see chromium sandbox. I see in addition to that, the switches that were used to call the different chromium uh, processes uh, and, and stuff like that. So there's a lot more that you get with dash, L, dash A, so to speak, um, than just the command line. You get the switches and everything else, too. Now, let's continue down some of the other ways that we could look at the processes returned. Now, as I said, there's 19 processes that were returned. I could just look at the first process that, or the oldest, so to speak, by using the dash O switch. And when I do that, all I get is one process ID returned or one process returned. That's the oldest one in that list, the one with the lowest process ID typically. I can get the newest one with the dash n or dash dash newest, and that returns the process ID for that new, the most recent process of chromium that was executed. Chances are it's going to be the last process ID in the list, more than likely. Um, so there's a couple of different ways that you can look at the processes uh, and have them displayed to you if you're trying to find a process ID to kill or to uh, get more information on. A couple other switches that may be of interest to you in processing the output. You can look at all the processes owned by a specific parent with the dash capital P or dash dash parent and then you have the parent process ID. And you can list all the different processes by that are owned by that parent. Um, if you want to look for parent IDs, an easy way to find that out is using the top command. You would have to add that extra field of parent process ID. And when you do that, you can get a list of parent processes. You can sort them by parent process ID. And then you can use pgrep grep if you want to, you know, see other parent process IDs. Uh, you can use dash s or dash dash session to show only process IDs of a given session, PIDs of a given session ID. Um, dash t or dash dash terminal will show all the processes that were executed in that specific terminal. Now when you specify the terminal, all right, you just specify like tty0 or tty1, you don't specify the slash dev and then the terminal 
So you don't specify the full path to the terminal. Slash TTY zero one one two whatever is just is enough. If you try and pass the full path, you'll get nothing in return. If you're looking for processes that are have been run by a specific user that you want to maybe look at killing or whatever, or find out what processes are running by a specific user, there's two options for that. There's the dash U or dash dash EUID, which matches on the effective user ID. Now, you might be saying to yourself, what does that mean, Dan? What is the difference between effective and the other option, real user ID? Well, I'm going to tell you that right here. What you're going to get from the, the lowercase u, the effective user ID, is what ID the process is currently running under. Now, which may or may not be the user ID the process was started as. Um, so be aware of that. If, if something happened like a, a Apache, when it starts up, runs the initial startup as a root user and then launches other instances of the Apache as the non-root user, uh, as whatever user account the Apache is supposed to run under. So in situations like that, or if a process has elevated or changed privileges with the uh, SUID or something like that, uh, it's been real changed, that will show you the effective user ID or what the ID the process is currently using, running under, as opposed to the dash capital U or otherwise known as the dash UU, dash dash UUID, which is the real user ID. Now that is the ID of the user the process was started as. And again, remember, those two user ID and real, effective user ID and user ID could be different, but it's going to give you all the processes that the uh, user was started as, started as that user. So... You might get different responses with those two. Just be aware of that. So that's the dash U for effective user ID, dash capital U for real user ID. Continuing on, you can look at processes by group ID, and that is a capital G or dash dash group. And that'll match on processes whose real group ID is the group ID you list. Now, an example of using these is uh, I have a user account on this system, and my username is Dan, and my user group is 1,000, and I'm sorry, my user ID is 1,000, the numerical ID, and the user group is 100, I believe. So if I were to pass uh, dash U Dan or dash U 1,000, it will return all the processes owned by that user account right there or running as that user account, whereas uh, dash G, capital G, 100, or the group name, is going to return the values, processes that are running as that group. Now, there could be a bunch of users on the system all under the same user group, and it will return all those processes by those users, okay? So you could pass the group ID or the group name. Now, I say capital G, and that's important, because there is a small g, dash g or dash dash p group, will return all the group IDs by a process group. Okay, we talked about process groups in the top, so just remember, um, groups could be, uh, processes could be under the same process group, 
and you could return those with a lowercase g, all those processes, and then passing the process group. You could find process groups or see different process groups with the top command and turn that field on for process group, and you can see different process groups that uh, different processes belong to. You can do an exact... Now, when searching with pgrepts, or even with pkill, because a lot of these commands and switches are shared between the two, grep works just like... pgrep works just like a regular grep expression, where whatever you pass to it, it looks through the process list for that match. So, if in a sense, where I said x term, okay, if I would just pass term to it, Okay, just term, I would get X term, A term, R term, um, anything that has term in it would come back, okay? But if you wanted to do an exact match to say only things that's, only thing that says term, then it would be a dash X or dash dash exact. So the process name is what, uh, it has to be an exact match, so it would only return a process whose name is term, and that's it. All right, so just be aware of that, how, how grep works. Um, there is the inverse option, just like in regular grep, with the dash V or dash dash inverse. So if I were to say uh, P grep dash V X term, it's going to return all the processes that aren't X term, okay, are not X term. So it's an inverse right there. Now, I want to... I want to make sure you kind of understand another thing about how the process matching works with regards to just standard matching and exact matching, okay? In both instances, exact match and regular, is with the dash L, if I did, if I executed X term and, all, and I did a full listing, all right, looking for X term, and I did a full listing, it would come back, that would be a dash A, full path command. I would get both X term and user bin X term in the executables, in either one of those exact matches, because it's just looking at the process name, not the full path, okay? So even though uh, the full path with a dash A listing would show X term and user bin X term as being returned. Um, both regular rep and exact match match on just the process name. Now there's a switch to match on the full command line, and that's dash F. And that produces different results. So if I did pgrep dash F X term, I'm going to get that same output that I had before. I'm going to get both X term and user bin x term okay and in that's in that instance right there so if i did a p grip dash f a x term i'm getting both of those but if i do a p grip dash f a x x term i'm only getting one because i'm telling p grip to match on the full command line and to match exactly and i passed x term and that's the only thing I get returned to me is that process X term that matches that on that full command line. It's not going to return to me the process where the full command line is user bin X term. Okay, be just be aware of that. That's the way that the matching kind of works, different things that you can do with matching there. So to repeat or reevaluate what we just said there, 
for matching purposes. Grep, T-Grep by itself with no switches, matches on the process name, any match that comes up. So term gives you X term, A term. Uh, X term gives you all processes with X term, regardless of whether they were executed X term or user bin X term. Whatever the full command listing shows, it will return that. X shows an exact match on the process name. So you're going to get a full return of X term or user bin X term. Okay, but dash F is going to do a full search on the process name itself, the full command line. So anything that has term X term in the full command line, it will return. Whereas dash F A, an exact match on the full command line, is going to only return the the exact match on the entire command line right there. You will not get, um, if you just said X term, you will not get user bin X term. If you said user bin X term, you're not going to get just X term. Now let's review one more thing with regards to that. Remember when I said that I had, did, we did this on Chromium and we saw a, if you have Chromium running, you can see this for yourself. You have a lot of Chromium processes running. And chances are they're not, there isn't one single one called Chromium. So if you were to do an exact match, FAX, for instance, on Chromium, you're not going to get a response back. You're not going to get anything back. Okay? Uh, if you do a dash F A on Chromium, you're going to get a lot of response back. But the dash FAX, you're not going to get anything back. Okay? Because, or FAX, you, you, actually, you would get something back. You'll get a whole list uh, of just whatever thing is running just called Chromium. But if you do a full path user lib Chromium, Chromium, which is what you'll see, you're going to get a different result back because it's going to give you only those processes where the full path, and the full path alone not is going to be user lib Chromium, Chromium, but it... It's not going to show you the user lib chromium chromium with any switches because there's going to be a whole bunch of them. If you just do pgrep dash uh, a chromium, you're going to see a whole list of things, the exact same match. So remember, it's an exact match on the full command line with switches. So just be aware of that. I hope I hammered that home well enough and you fully understand what you're getting into there. All right. We pretty much exhausted pgrep right there there's only one other thing that would possibly be useful in pgrep and that is delimiter dash d or dash dash delimiter the output default output is to show each pid after which a new line is issued so you'll see each process id on its own line um, you can specify a delimiter dash d or dash dash delimiter and then put like a colon so then each process ID would be separated by a single colon um, you if you wanted to do something a little more elaborate like have a a comma and a space uh, if you just put a comma in there they're only gonna be separated by commas whereas if you want to do something like a comma and a space put them in quotes or double quotes so it'd be like double quote comma space double quote and then you'll get more than one character in between there if you wanted to do um, if you actually wanted quotes or double quotes in there, you would put like uh, double quotes inside of quotes, or you could put a single quote inside of double quotes, or you can escape them with the backslash character. So escape it so that it goes to say, okay, we're going to include this this uh, double quote into the delimiter. 
There's a couple of things that you can do there. Now let's let's move on to PKL. PKL ha- takes all the same switches, or pretty much all the same switches that PGREP accepts, but instead of displaying the output, it sends a signal to those processes. Now the default signal is the uh, SIG term or termination or dash 15, the number, just like we talked about in the kill command. That's the default signal that'll send. Um, you can specify a different signal with the dash dash signal option or with just the dash signal, um, dash but what I mean by a dash is like a dash nine, a dash sig term, a dash term. Um, any one of those are acceptable. Or you can f- spell out signal in its entirety and then provide the signal afterwards. So again, um, pkill x term sends the default sig term, signal 15, to the process to terminate it. Other ways that you can do that pkill-15, pkill-term in all capital letters, pkill-sigterm in all capital letters, pkill-signal space term in all capital letters, pkill-signal space 15 in all capital letters, pkill-signal space sigterm in all capital letters. All do the same thing. Okay? Now remember, you could pass any of the signals acceptable. Some of the more common ones you'll pass are like, um, Hang up, sig hub, uh, sig kill, and sig term. We discussed those all in the kill episode, so head on over and watch that. You can kill processes by group IDs, user IDs, process group IDs. Uh, just like the pgrep command accepts, you can use those to kill those processes. Um, you're probably not going to want to use the dash C with pkill uh, or it, it, count because it, it, it well you, you probably would uh you can do the exact match pattern matching you can do the inverse thing i would really be careful about doing something like inverse and and killing all things by a process group id unless you absolutely know for sure that's what you want to do uh, if you're looking to kill a process like chromium uh it's gone haywire uh pkill space chromium should do the job just fine uh, in 99% of the cases. Uh, you're not going to get a response back from pkill unless you have uh, provide the dash e or the echo switch. pkill will echo out what it has done. Um, that could be handy, but chances are you'll see the results right away. Uh, then there's a, a couple of switches, two switches, that do not really do anything for pgrep, uh, but are more for pkill. And that's the uh, dash capital F, or dash dash PID file, and supplying a file with the PID in it. Now, if you read the man page, you might think, well, all I could have to do is just get a list of process IDs into a file that I want to kill and pass it to pkill with the dash capital F. Well, that's not going to work. Um... What's going to happen is in that list of process IDs, all it's going to do is kill the first process ID and ignore the rest. All right. Generally speaking, the dash capital F is used in scripts for primarily like starting and stopping daemons and stuff. Uh, when something like a daemon starts up, 
it writes out to a PID, it specifies a PID file, process ID file, usually in var run. Um, you'll find those process ID files that does, like sshd.pid. So when the process goes to kill, the script goes to kill, it calls pkill and then dash capital F and then dollar sign PID file. Uh, so it'll go to var run sshd.pid and pull the process ID out of there and kill it. There's a uh, control switch in there that you can use, which is dash capital L, or uh, it's dash dash log ID file. It's essentially a lock file. Um, and that will prevent pkill from killing the process. It'll fail if the PID file is not locked. Okay, now what, what locking is, is some processes uh, put in a lock file in place that if you try to initiate another instance of the process, um, it would look to see if there's a lock file to, and if there's a lock file there, refuse to run the process or that part of the process. And, and it's largely done so that uh, if a process is running and you don't want a similar process consuming the same types of resources, you use a lock file and do a check for a lock file to prevent other processes from running to doing the same thing. A great example is package managers. Typically speaking, if you're running a package manager like Yum, Apt, or Pac-Man, and you're doing something like an update or an install, while that package manager is performing that activity, if you try to run a second instance of that package manager to run, you know, to install or upgrade or something, it will tell you it's already running. Because it's checked for a lock file, and it doesn't want two instances of the same process running, because you could screw up your system, or you could screw up the, the package manager's uh, database and controls and everything. So you don't want those two things going on at the same time. So it sees, looks to check if there's a lock ID, and if there is, it prevents that other process from running. Sometimes you could do stuff like searches with your package manager and, and stuff like that while it's performing an upgrade. Maybe sometimes you can't. But that's kind of what a lock file does. So if you do the dash L option and there's no lock file, it will fail pkill, and that's the way that that operates. So that's pretty much pkill and pgrep in a nutshell. Very handy commands for being able to kill processes. Just be careful with using these. Because unlike kill, which makes it a little more difficult to, to kill processes by name or uh, whole groups of processes, uh, you can, but you got to go through a little more work. Pkill is, makes it very easy to kill a whole bunch of processes uh, if, if you have permissions to do so. My name is Vidan Washko. This is Linux in the Shell. Pgrep and Pkill. Thank you for listening. Head on over to the website to get the full skinny on these commands and look at the notes and uh, get more information on these concepts. And I thank you. Support Hacker Public Radio, and we'll be back soon. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. 
All BINREF projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike 3.0 license.